friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined by my socially conscious art kid, uh, overall wearing diamond in the rough, and co-host, Alex Dandino. Aww. All right, guys, as always, (laughs) some business. Uh, If you're here with us, we hope you enjoy the time you spend with our podcast. Uh, And if you do, if you would be so kind, we'd like to ask a favor. Please take a second, leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show, especially if that happens to be Apple Podcast app. Just a couple sentences, even like one word, right? Uh, With a five star, it does help us out a lot. Again, especially on Apple, but wherever you are. Also, you have social media. We have social media. Find us there. Share the show on your socials with your other uh, movie-loving friends, man. We appreciate that enormously. You can also see our faces as well as hear our voices and some new content we're uh, hopefully going to keep rolling out by the end of the year before we're fully up and running mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel, Nerd Alchemist. You can also email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. With your ideas for movies you would like to see covered, both new, old, guests you'd like us to try to get on the show, double features, theme for a month, whatever. If you want to hear about it, we would love to do that for you. Again, every December, we stuff your stockings. Uh, Listener selections every December. So get in now and get in good. We'll pick our favorite ones and get as many as we can done in uh, December. Good Lord, my brain's melting uh, because next month, October, a horror movie every day. In the abyss. Uh, so yeah, 31, yeah, 31 pods in October. So brace yourself. It gonna get dark. Ooh. All right. Speaking of dark, uh, emotionally abusive, horrifying human beings in a movie. Zach, you piece of shit. No, okay. So <laughs> Alex yes. uh, has come up with a, a curation this month. And it's a very strange one, but I love it. So I'm going to let Alex walk us through uh, what our plans here for the rest of the month. Guys, this is my specific curation. For many years, I have touted the trilogy of films known as the BFF trilogy. Now, for those of you who are not familiar <laughs> with late 90s, early 2000s uh, teenage sex comedies or the, or the like, um, they were rampant. They were everywhere. But two gentlemen stood the test of time in a bromance like no other that's one freddie prince jr and matthew lillard these gentlemen now they did five <laughs> movies together in the span of five years which included scooby-doo scooby-doo 2 uh our movie tonight she's all that uh summer catch and finally wing commander now i choose to look at this as a chronological uh chronological spance of the generation of a friendship. And that is why the BFF trilogy lays out as follows. She's all that summer catch. And finally wing commander, which I believe is Freddie Prince jr. And Matthew Lillard's ancestors finding each other in the darkness. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Honestly, there is some cloud Atlas level, uh, the, the humanity buried within all of us finding its way through the dark forces of nature and rich high school. Uh, this is a very unusual amount of threads that you have congealed. It into is. One it's probably all of Griffey's conspiracy theories rolled into one single trilogy. <laughs> um, 
that's why because alex was always like you can't like you won't do this and i said well i subjected you to 31 horror movies next month so how could i resist but honestly i like i like it man it's weird it's out there it's um, very weird. all right so so now that this month the rest of the month we are doing the bff trilogy right yeah. she's all that summer catch and wing commander which i only have the vaguest memories of i'm so excited to rewatch it's bonkers that one yes as it would be obviously right right <laughs> so let's talk about this fucking movie she's um, all that 1999 bringing the heat i i found myself uh torn right 95 percent of me was just screaming in rage at my tv it the absurdity of this movie in and of itself right yes. they said what if we took pretty in pink and just evaporated the least little bit of decency of ducky which there's not much we talked about this on the show already if you are a person who watches pretty in pink and say she should have chosen ducky that's wrong that's horrible advice rethink your life absolutely right? he's a bad guy he's a bad toxic person in her life just because he's there at the end to pick up the pieces not okay mm -mm. so take that and then make it worse and more devious um an absolute sociopath with a overly white smile that is freddie prince jr in this movie and it's it is weirder because i watching it today I almost don't know if he has an earnest moment in the entire film. My conspiracy mind was running amok seeing uh, the phantom fingers of, of uh, Zachary everywhere in this fucking film. It's pretty what fascinating. What is your uh, opening salvo on She's All That, why you love it, and why we had to discuss it today? She's Well, we have to discuss it because it is the beginning of a friendship, more importantly. Most importantly... <laughs> Of all the things to discuss with She's All That, it's the beginning of a friendship that lasts eons, according to the movies we've wa we're watching this month. Uh, <laughs> most importantly, though, these guys start out as enemies. Most like That's where the real core of their friendship yes. comes from, is shared understanding. And that, my friends, is the root of they the They start BFF out as trilogy. Eskimo Brothers. They do. They yeah. start out as Eskimo so Brothers. Eskimo Brothers trilogy, yeah. But... She's all that is fascinating because again, I, like when I was a kid, like my parent, my mom really, my mom was a musical theater director. So she made me listen to a lot of musical theater. And the one that we all listened to a lot too was my fair lady, which is technically an adept. This is an adaptation of my fair lady. Um, but also is it really, cause to oh, me, yeah. this is just exactly pretty in pink. No, this is an adaptation of my fair lady. And then technically Pygmalion, which lady. is, also my fair lady but either way it's you know whatever but my fair lady is also about a monster who takes someone who's perfectly happy living their life and is like no you're ugly and poor i'm gonna make you better and then like does it which is horrifying <laughs> and terrible <laughs> this just happens to be in it like is... the high school it's bananas this that is the thing <laughs> that i found the most upsetting in this film is I again some of these movies you're like bad things are gonna happen you're sure. like where is my where's my umbrella when the old raindrops start fall where's my Totoro moment right where I'm gonna have a little leaf over my head it's gonna be great right uh you know my fat bod gets a little wet but it's it's a glorious magical moment 
There isn't one. Her best no, friend is not. like, hey, drop all your firmly held beliefs because the cutest guy in school likes you. Yes. Her art teacher is like, nice try. You suck. Whoever's abusing you into making a painting I finally like, do that. Her own father. Uh, hey, stop being so good to me and your brother. Go get nailed at prom. And everywhere I turned, I was like, where's the one person? Where's the one person in this movie that's going to go, you know what, Lainey? You actually seem better than every other fucking character I've seen in this yeah. movie. I think there's a... You are a person who uh, is conscientious. Yes. You seem smart. You know what you love. You give of yourself freely to your family. Uh, you're trying really hard. You're, you're, you know, you're working. You're great. Right. Why do we then... And this is one of those things that... I don't know if you'll get the like of she's all that anymore, right? These, it becomes this fucking like high school guy wet dream movie. Well, yeah, I mean, but weirdly enough, it's the movie that my girlfriend now wife loves. And is like, I want to watch that with you again. And as I'm watching it, I was like, why? I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt. In my, like, I'm going to say this. The first two movies we're going to watch this month, which is this movie and summer catch are hardcore time capsules for the times they were made absolutely do not hold up in today's much more pc and less under, less understanding of shittiness society as they should be but there yeah. is one really really important thing to remember about the narrative of she's all that which is that the only adult in the room is the one being manipulated the entire movie and that's laney boggs poor laney boggs is literally spending the entire movie Everyone around her manipulating the shit out of her. The fact that that um, underwear guy during the performance art installation didn't tell her on the ride home, like, hey, just so you know, that hot guy is definitely trying to pull one over on you. Don't let that monster get near you. Is that that scene being out of the movie is shocking to me. Well, that scene is actually really fascinating, right? Because is. this is where... Uh... So our, our sociopath lead actor, Freddie Prinze, is Zach, right? Yes. Uh, the soon-to-be Patrick Bateman of the world, <laughs> right? Like, Zach is going to have an apartment with a very important, uh, you know, manicuring <laughs> regimen yes. and For a Huey 100%. Lewis collection. Like, that's where this guy's heading. This is a guy, the first, so the first shot like, we see of Freddie oh. Prince Jr. in this movie is him admiring a photo of himself. That sets the tone right there. That's yes. the movie. Yes. Okay, so there's a lot of weird things, but let's let's dive in on Zach. So Zach is the worst. The worst. Uh, so I like let's just talk about the selection scene, right? So the bed is we've just seen an inception spring break, right? right? Where he's like, walk me through when you decided to fuck other men. And they walk through spring break together like it's Ellen, like she's absolutely like Taylor love, is Ellen Page in Inception, that. right? I guarantee you that's where Christopher yeah, Nolan baffling. got that idea. Yeah, Christopher Nolan owes his whole career to She's All That. Agreed. <laughs> Let's be gentlemen about this and not waste each other's Come on. time. Agreed. Agreed. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Tenet is actually just Wing Commander. We all know it now. So, <laughs> but here we go. So the selection process in this is even one of those fucking strange just – it's weird because I was a high school boy in times like these where the movie feels more real than it should. Yeah. But when they pick Lainey, period, right? The fact that they're just like, ugh, she has opinions. 
Right. Because he literally, Zach literally runs away. He's like, whoa, bro, I could deal with fat or weird boobs, but like. Antisocial behavior? Gross. I can't do that. <laughs> and I was like, this is the most fucking baffling. <laughs> I can do fat or weird boobs, but right. that one opens its mouth. Gross. I was like, that. let's say that's where we're starting the movie. Fucking crazy craziness. It's and so amazing. then Zach says, I'm going to foist uh art on her, right? Right. This scene though is probably it, it's it's one of the better descriptors of this movie, right? Which is Zach says, Okay, he tricks Laney into a date. Her best friend sends her to slaughter like a fucking lamb. Dude, the best. He's <laughs> like a, a he's fucking like, No, no, that's betrayer, not her, right? He's the, not sending her anywhere. He's trying to get out of having to go to that fucking performance art thing. I've done those before. All right. I mean, well played. Well, well played. played. Like you but also you give a hat off to Elton Henson in this wolf. movie. Hats off for sure. Right. Well, that would be Little Red Riding Hood's grandma being like, oh, this bitch is boring. Uh, here, Wolf, put on my nightie. I'm going to go hit the bar. Dear right? God, yes. That's what he did, right? Justified or not. So we go and we see this, you know, fucking art nonsense, whatever. But that's Lainey's thing. It's fine. Right. She plays a trick on Zach, right? right? She's showing us she is a clever, strong person. Right. Hey, Zach, you uh, love art. You want to hear about art from me? Get up here and do some shit. What the movie does here is it tells you exactly what to expect the rest of the time, which is Lainey is super smart and has set a trap for Zach. Yes. Zach then, by absolute just genetic gift, I don't know if he's actually like a descendant of Christ. I don't know what the deal is. But he <laughs> pulls out a hacky sack. And does some fucking heavy breathing, right? He does like a Gandolfini impression yes, where he's definitely. heavy breathing. Yep. And he hacky sacks. And the audience eats this up. Funny bit because the audience ate up the other bullshit equally as meaningless. <laughs> what I don't appreciate is that then the camera does a slow push in on Laney, who goes, oh my God, he is artistic. Yes. Laney being fooled. And that scene is a great microcut. The fact that she saw the hacky sack. And then later on the street, she was like, oh, it did suck. That's not what the camera saw. The camera in that moment is her. He's one of us. We could have a studio apartment somewhere where we draw Banksy shit on the wall and fuck all that. <laughs> That's what her imagination is thinking, according to this movie. And it's, it, it hurt. It hurt my fucking soul, dude. It's But that is the scene they do constantly is Lainey. Uh, cannot see what is yeah, happening. Laney is in a constant situation of not being able to see the forest for the trees with like every single person <laughs> in Zach Seiler's general group of friends. Like the beach particularly is a great example of her just literally like she's trying to assert herself, but you know, deep down, she has no idea what she's getting herself into because the one friend is like, Oh, she throws like a girl and she goes, I am a girl. Like, don't, don't do this with these people. Yeah. You, why are you doing this? But exactly. She knows she's above these yeah. people. Why are you? Why are you just leaving? But what does she do? She's like, let's get all Maverick and fucking Goose and Iceman out here. It gets here. very Top Gun smacking a ball around. But that's what I mean. As they're leaving the beach, fucking uh, Paul Walker, R.I.P., throwing his fucking arm around her and jostling her around as she just caves in on the party and is a... 
Lainey would smack that motherfucker. Yeah. It's the moment, you know, for, so she's been hanging out with him for hours. Right. Over under on things he would have said out loud that make her want to stab him in the face with a paintbrush. hundred percent. I'll start 80. That's the line. Vegas odds, 80 things that made her want to stab him in the face. But she just is broken down because what did we see right before that? Zach shows up at her house, starts talking to the kid, uh, Dr. Pooh, I mean, pool, uh, aloof dad, one Oh one, right. Just Crazy. is okay with that. She comes out and says, Hey man, stop stalking me. Yes. Leave her dad and brother. Just go Sega play Sega. What's up? No one helped her. Nope. She told this man to stop stalking her. Everyone is like, so that he would not come in her home. She went to the beach. She went to the, yeah, everyone's just okay with it. And then not only that, Zach Seiler sends in slave labor to go in and clean the house, which is very not cool. Dude. I mean, yeah. I, I, Again, this is the thing where, because <laughs> I, I had to ask that question. Who's worse, right? Uh, alcoholic dad and pretty in pink who's sick, uh, you know, has a flare up that's not ideal. Right. Who's, who's sick, right? He's an alcoholic. He's got He's got the disease, man. Or the guy who just is wrong at Jeopardy, but seemingly likes it and does not notice when fucking 15 teenage boys come into his home and are taking his daughter away. <laughs> it's... That's what the movie asks you. What's worse, alcoholism or letting your daughter get kidnapped? I mean, it truly is a catch twenty two because both questions, both answers are terrible. If you <laughs> you cannot you cannot choose. Um, I also want to talk about there is a there's an amazing cameo in this movie that ever again it, it's something like I never understood. I don't I did we didn't have them in my school, but maybe this was a California thing. Did any other California high schools have DJs who were narrating the movie? itself for sure like i had a theory about this yeah i i would really love to know your theory because i gotta be honest ursher's including including in this movie has always been shocking to me i have a theory that ursher may not exist in this movie all right or at least not in a typical fashion right i think there's a realm in which ursher is kind of the clarence from it's a wonderful life because oh, there's the scene okay. at the end when he's literally, he's literally the Pied Piper for the bad oh, dancing the, the, whites. The, dan the dance, the dance beat. Yes. Yes. Where he's like, do the dance as I taught you. And he's like, and they're doing the right about show, brother. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. So then I started thinking back through the movie, right? What do we see initially? Usher just on the PA system being like, hey, Zach, too bad Taylor fucked. <laughs> you know, better do something. Pushing him, right? Right. He's adding fucking dynamite to this flame, right? Like, oh, man, I'd be pretty bad if she fucked around on me, real world, bro. <laughs> and so if you look at Ursher through, the things he's saying, you're like, there's no chance that this is happening. There's no chance he's saying these things and is allowed to keep speaking. Right. Even in a California school, right? That is not possible. It's not a thing that's okay. No. But then you start watching him from that booth, and you're like, oh, my God, is he voice of Godding? Are yeah. these people his playthings? Is that what's happening here? Is Ursher? They've, are they we never... are we literally watching uh, a fucking 
A community theater version of what Ursher thinks that they should suffer. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility because, and this is another thing too, is no one other than Zach ever acknowledges technically that that audio had like, and when that happens, it goes, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's like, he's the only one who hears that. So this very well could be, yeah, like Ursher could be the DJ inside Zach Seiler's head. And that is right. I, 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 well, I, how about I give you that, that for sure. Ursher, who looks like Ursher and dances like Ursher, doesn't have a date for prom. There's no girls in that booth with him. Impossible. Fuck out of here, right? That DJ booth is Zach's fucking psychopath yep. mind. Absolutely. Right? Ursher is fucking puppet mastering all yep. of these whites right where he wants them. <laughs> you could even say, what if. Uh, what if our main girl, Lainey, is a construct, right? An ex machina style avatar for all of the things that uh, Zach wants and will never have in life because he's a shit person. This absolutely could be. It would explain why she's so impossibly dumb in the movie. This movie could all be happening inside Zach Seiler's head and it gets cut right before we like fade out into the psych ward that he lives in. (laughs) Because he but couldn't imagine, imagine that. Because he couldn't Ursher, pick a college. <laughs> exactly, Ursher is to Zach as Huey Lewis is to Patrick Bateman. <laughs> or wait, Patrick Bateman? I don't even remember his name. No, but right. you know what I mean. Yeah, the serial right. killer Patrick from Bateman, American yeah. Psycho. Uh, I was uh, like Jason Bateman, Patrick Bateman. One of those. That's perfect. Angry murdering people with good hair. See, yeah. that's the thing. But that's what I mean, right? We missed the Ursher Freddie Prince Jr. Lewis, scene where he goes, "Do you like Ursher?" Like that's like that's what we needed. We needed one scene. <laughs> we needed one scene and uh like uh <laughs> nice and slow came on, you know, like bam bam. You like Ursher? There's uh, Yep. This this works. Crazy. This it, makes- it also explains the Here's another thing, right? This is something that's jumped out at me. Uh Zach's sister. Odd, odd character in this film, right? right. Strange character. Very so Zach so. has a sister who uh, clearly is also an actual human being, right? right? A strong-willed human being. Or so the movie's trying to say, "Oh, Zach's been training. Zach's been training for Elaney for a long time, right? One of these talking women, right? <laughs> Opinion women, right? The worst. But Zach's been preparing for this Thunderdome for a long time. Okay, so Zach just brings his sister over, and this is probably the most iconic scene in the movie, but it is." horrific when you stop and think about it right which is he brings his sister over and says laney my sister is going to make you into uh the wap version of yourself yes so as i can get horny enough to take you to a party (laughs) so not only does the sister chop her fucking hair off put makeup on make her wear contacts when she specifically said she doesn't like putting things by her eyes The exact reason why I don't wear them. So I related to that moment. And it stuck out to me as a red flag. Then he gives her the we gonna finger bang in the back of my car dress. Takes her to the party where his ex-girlfriend is wearing the exact same fucking dress. If that is not being a psychopath, I don't know what is. I think the boyfriend in The New Invisible Man was less controlling... And manipulative than Zach in this movie. Well, 
And I mean, I think this is where you step back in and say, while I can agree that this entire movie is a construct inside Zach's brain about <laughs> what he wishes. Do you think this movie's actually a simulation on the spaceship and Wing Commander? Ooh, now you're talking about language. It's like man. a training exercise. Yeah, this is Wing like Man. one of those like grav couches things where he's just like, Ew. what were you at? Oh, it was in 1999. I was super cute. I was living my best life as king of the skew. And that like. What's so funny? Because I asked but, Amy, I was like. So this is the scene you loved, right? Is where it said, ah, you let some boy come in. You barely know. He'll change everything about you. And then we'll play a nice kiss me. An iconic, a kinetic song for people of our age, right? As you walk down the stairs and he's like, finally, I'd put it in that thing. And I was like, Amy, is this? So this whole movie told my wife and her generation of girls like, just let the hot boys turn you into a shell. Yeah, exactly. A dick shell, right? A dick housing. Absolutely. It's like, what the, but my wife's just like, I just love it. Nope. I don't understand. It was one of those, she's like, why are you outraged for me? Stop. Enjoy the fun of the movie. I was like, this is not a fun movie. This movie ends, right? Because we end on the, oh, we're out here with our Edison lights. Yep. By the pool and Lainey forgives him. Uh, also, by the way, the dad to show his hot body to the, thing. by the way, while they're dancing, the dad's the one who sets the fucking mood lights. So he's fully endorsing yeah. us still. Oh, well, dad's like, dad's probably like, I've taken care of your pool. I'm trying to get a dowry, right? <laughs> Cause he's a shitty dad as we've already discussed. Yes. But I think this movie ends, right? Uh, Lainey is going to be found in several soccer duffel bags. Ooh, wow. You're, that's how this is you're going straight Bateman Ladies, I, I actually want to follow murdered. I want to follow this wing commander thread you're going with where it's a simulation they're living in <laughs> because what I think is you might be onto something because that scene in the that scene at the party where Matthew Lillard spreads everyone out and he dances to Rick James that is fully Matthew Lillard like if we're going along this simulation route everything seems like a Zack Seiler moment that is the only thing in this entire movie that cannot be and will not be given to Zack Seiler. So maybe right. it's a shared simulation between him and Matthew Lillard in the Wing Commander. <laughs> They're in like those Pacific Rim yeah. Jaegers and it's like, I can only control half. So yeah. him and Lillard are just like suspended. Yeah. And then they come out and, like, no, and he's like, why'd you pull up my spot like that? And he's like, man, Rick James is the best. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why you didn't do it yourself. I feel like you know i mean i like that i like that theory a lot uh let me get away from i felt like we spent a lot of time discussing laney as fey ray right laney uh this great character right just being sacrificed to the fucking uh you know <laughs> fucking king kong that is uh you know a letter jacket and a smile right these fucking scumbags let's take a second and just how fucking awesome is matthew lillard in this movie oh my god dude like come on Dude. He's so fucking funny. Tell me he doesn't scene, just... I was dying laughing because this is another thing. He also is like a total shitbag. But when she's like, he's like, watch, watch. This yeah, is my emotional watching. moment. When he's like farting on the guy in the dashiki and shit. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, babe, I got to read for the new spelling drama. I don't want to smell like you're spit. <laughs> I was like, only I... Matthew Lillard could make that scene charming charmingly no, funny he's it's not charming i don't know what the do word that. is i'm looking for but he's a fucking superstar it's entertaining. In this movie. like as disgusting as he is he's so fucking funny he's and entertaining so funny in this movie. like 
him like he him repeating like when she walks out of the room and he like keeps watching his scene and he's like repeating after himself and knows the beats like that is like yes. little bits you're just like that's fucking gold but then his dance number might be one of the all-time great dances in a movie ever i think i mean yeah uh it's yeah, incredible because it's it's intentionally weird and bad yeah you know what my favorite scene with him though is when again we see that Zach, uh, he builds these like fantasy inception worlds because Zach's entire life is a construct of lies that he traps oh, other people the dream? in. He gets yeah, he gets trapped in his own where Lainey outs his ass, right? Yeah. Uh and it seems like the dream ends with him thinking to himself, Do I also want to fuck Matthew Lillard on the real world? Truth. And it was like, maybe. I think he did. Because that's the other thing I wonder if this will be lost now, because now they only have the challenge, right? Right. Real World was probably one of the most seminal things in my life at that age in high school. Oh, absolutely. The Real Always. World was a fucking huge deal. Absolutely. And seeing it replayed in this movie, I was like, it seemed weird, because that's not what it's like. Now it's just like they literally just go to a gym and, like, you know, STD nightclubs, and they're like, come on, you guys. Right. You'll fight and have sex with everything. Let's go. Right, right. But back in the day, it felt like weird collections of people. It was actually, you know, the experiment of the show. But yeah, I thought that was just Matthew Lillard, just lifesaver of this movie. Yeah, he awesome. really does. I mean, everything he does in the movie is just, it's it's perfect. He is so well cast, and right. he <laughs> understands the movie better than anyone else, which is like, I know I yeah. can't take any of this seriously, especially myself. Even... Again, well, just like, he's the only character that understands that what he's doing is a character. Right. Everyone else on some level, except for Zach, deep down in the uh, empty place where a heart should be, <laughs> knows that they're full of shit on some level. And the movie even goes to painstaking lengths to tell us that Lainey thinks that herself that we meet at the movie is a construct, which is gross. It's and terrifying. I hate it. But... <laughs> It's yeah, you know what? Okay, let's talk about another thing. Because one of the things that drove me nuts about this is I was like, I've never understood high school movies that are about super rich high school kids. Yes. Because like the house party and all that, it's just like those things where you're like, that's so foreign to how I experienced high right. school, right? Same. I'm like, there's no fucking chance any of this is real. Like, it's just they're all Not like, that, like I, they're essentially like college kids or like kids in their 28s. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, that's always like... So it's the, so weird to Once me. you suspend the disbelief that like everyone in these movies is 17, even though none of them are, you have to get yeah. also get over like these super rich kids who literally have parents who, I don't know, just like leave for hours on end. Like, listen, even rich parents that I knew, like there was a neighborhood in Aurora that was called Barrington that you had to like get like reserve us like... You had, like they had to call ahead to the front gate to let you know you were coming. I went to one party uh, one time yeah. over there, and I, I saw no DJ. I saw no one was dressed in sequins. <laughs> uh, it was no you didn't have like the Spencer's gift lights everywhere. And shit. It was not nearly the party I was uh, promised from these movies. No, baffling. It's baffling, shocking. right? But this is that this movie had a couple really weird high school things, right? So for one, here's something I was unprepared for. Uh, we had bitchy, rich art goth. Yes. Normally the bad girl in the movie. So this movie starts off with bitchy, rich art goth telling Lainey she should kill herself in a joking manner because then her art will be appreciated. I was like, right. wow, that is 
pretty dark. Left field, because when the scene starts, you're like, oh, they'll all be friends. Oh, good lord. No, they like. She's just like a fucking Jaws, like sinking, swimming beneath the surface, right? Of this Ursher infested reality. <laughs> and then later at the end, when she's throwing up in the bathroom, and Lainey's like, hey, are you all right? And she's like, how does it feel, bitch? You're so wiping up my puke. <sighs> yeah. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen the movie that villainizes the the art goth girl yeah as the rich mean girl i mean so I that think, was the first that was a unique high yeah, school experience it's definitely a different one i mean i think this is the movie that villainizes rich people best for sure now everyone who listens to this show knows that i am firmly on the team villainize rich people i think it is one yes. of the easiest most relatable ways and it's really weird because american audiences it's part of the American delusion that lets everything get so fucked up in our country is that we all think we're about to be millionaires. So we all think we're going to be rich people, but we universally see rich people in movies and TV and like, oh yeah, you can break in their house and funny games them. It's fine. Yeah, it's like, we just don't care. <laughs> so I'm on the team, but this takes it to such a level uh, as to, because I think what's bad about this is when you're like, let's imagine those actually were 17 year olds. Right. The thought that some 17-year-old would just talk to me like that. You're like, I don't get your dad can sue me for the money I don't have. I'm going to fucking knock your teeth out. <laughs> it's like it's just a baffling array. Here's another thing I thought was funny. My brother was watching it with me. I don't know if I've talked about my brother Skyler much on the show. He's kind of a big meathead guy, right? He looks like Ronnie from Jersey Shore, but taller. And he's watching it with me, and we're kind of digging it. We're like, oh, remember the days, man. We're telling our high school stories and shit. And then there's the scene with the uh, the pube pizza. Ah, uh, yes. And so you have the Shermanator from American Pie as the Gene Co. bully. Right. Right? And so him and this kid start picking on Kieran Culkin, who is, I guess, making money by being the Olive Garden salt. <laughs> yeah, the Olive Garden guy. pepper guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, would you like this on your a la carte? Literally. And so they're picking on him, yeah. right? The Shermanator puts his ginger pubes on a pizza, and they're like, eh. And Freddie Prenz walks in and is like, Hoover it. Fucking say sorry. Eat the fucking pube pizza, both of you. And my brother had this real, like, befuddled look on his face. And I was like, what's wrong? And Skyler's like, man, imagine a high school where the tough kid was a soccer player. Because <laughs> <laughs> my brother instantly equates soccer with the wussiest sport. <laughs> but he was just like... It was so foreign to his mind. I'm like, the way I think about, like, rich high school kids. Right. That's how he was. He's like, bullied by sucker. And I was like, our Midwest is showing. <laughs> our Midwestern bias is showing. But it was such a fucking funny moment. But I agreed with him because we were talking. And I was like, let's say that you were picking on a kid. And let's say, I don't know, what, what was, like, a bully to you? He's like, football player. I was like, all right. So a football player, big motherfucker, says, hey, man, eat the pube pizza. Right. And we both said, like, I'd rather go to the ER. I'd rather be in traction. Because you know how this is, too. If you do the thing in high school, right? Everyone's trying to make themselves a unique, interesting, vibrant character. We all are trying to figure out which John Hughes character right. we are without ever having something drawn to the attention of our classmates that could be used against us, weaponized. Because high school kids never fucking forget a failure that you have, right? And it is weaponized forever. So I was like, I would rather be the kid... Wow, that giant tough boy beat him up. Then him and his friend ate the pube pizza. Yes. 
that is a haunting memory you'll never escape. I was like, just say, hey, fucking fight yeah. me. Fight me. Absolutely. I'm not eating the pew pizza. Would you eat the pews? No, not a chance. I would I would rather get my I mean, I listen, I was a I was always tall in I was always a bigger kid in high school, but I was a huge pussy. Like I would have got my ass kicked for sure. Like I never yeah. got I never got in fights, but mainly because I was big, but like I just never could fight anyone. So I wouldn't eat the pew this pizza. Also, like, you guys just kick uh, my ass. Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. This also reinforced this, uh, you know, blessed by the dark gods effect of Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. Yes. Because I was like, there's no possible way that people were afraid of fighting him, right? This is like a thing that bothers me in movies. I was just like, if you told me like, you know, hey, your family's life on the line, pick an actor you could fucking beat up, you think. Right. I'm sure Freddie Prince Jr. at that time would have been high on my list. Like, come on. He's so beautiful. And he's so funny. And this movie just makes him like this weird scumbag asshole. Right. And so it's just, it's fucking weird, right? But when you think about it in this bigger terms of the way he turns Lainey into this brain dead, you know, uh, troll doll for him to brush her hair and do whatever the fuck he wants to. And the way Ursher is a construct of his powers, puppet mastering the other children around, right? He's Inception dreaming. Of course, it makes sense that these two kids just bend to his will for no reason it's also another one of those fun reinforcing uh zach just beating down people that are less thans yes because right? you're like these kids have a bender vibe like they might have a hard home life they're probably not as wealthy better make them eat pew pizza so i can score some points and use this as a saves the cat moment to yeah that's another thing get too, those overalls like, off on the lady i'm fucking manipulating yeah those guys are clearly the Columbine kids, and you're going to make them eat pube pizza in front of the entire school. <laughs> Not a smart move, Zach. Not a smart move. Uh, um, there is one piece of iconography in this I didn't movie. know where to go with that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said I didn't know where to go with that. There is a piece of iconography in this movie that I found really fascinating. Which is again, this whole thing about like, because Lainey again is a very is self possessed and literally spends the entire movie with everyone being like, "Don't be that way." So finally, at the end of the movie, she reasserts herself because she almost gets sexually assaulted by Paul Walker, and yes, so she reasserts herself. She's like a real person again, and then she just sort of folds up again. So that Zach can get his dad dance in and the dad can condone sexual uh, promiscuity in the backyard. Right. 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 It's yeah. I mean, this it's a little <laughs> well, this gets back to the weird. So let me let me bust back into my theory about the sister. Right. Because this is another one of those weird moments. So Zach brings his sister to the prom and I think he even says, are you ready? And she's like, ready. And I was like, oh, my God, this is an Ocean Eleven. They're about to fucking heist Laney. <laughs> right. He's weaponized his sister. Right. Right. So here's a moment, right? She says she goes to an all-girls school, am I right? I think I remember that correctly. Yes. So she's in this place, right? Her brother, she's like, go dance with Lainey. He doesn't, obviously. She walks all the way up to, I'm guessing, the fourth or fifth balcony. I don't know where the fuck they're having this prom, right? Yeah, I don't know. And she spots Lainey's best friend from the ground floor has never met this guy. There's no context in the film for them having met, right? Right. So she walks all the fucking way up. And, like, a heat-seeking missile walks to the best friend who's just plowing shrimp. Just, I mean, the plate is like, overflowing. Yeah. 
And at the exact moment he says, this is my favorite song, she goes, mine too. And they latch on to each other. I think this was getting the claws in. He is taking out any barrier or protective layer against her or bringing her in closer, right? Like, oh, I'll get the best friend back on board. He's using his own sister as a fucking honeypot for the best (laughs) friend of Lainey. Because here's the question, right? So when he goes to poop out the shrimp, and he's like, I heard the saddest I'm going to bang monologue, right? Paul Walker just, I'm going to fuck. I'm on a hotel room. I'm going to fuck. And everyone's like, yeah, right. And he comes out. He's like, oh, shrimp. And he comes out. Why, oh, why, oh, why is he screaming Zach's name and not Laney's? Why would he not tell his fucking best friend Laney to her fucking face what they were planning? Why is he telling Zach? Maybe he already did. Zach's little honey pot is in the ear. Maybe no, because Laney's in the crowd. He walks past Laney, not to where they make eye contact, right? But he walks past where oh, Laney that's is. True. Wow, screaming Zach. If he's screaming Laney in that crowd, right? Perhaps they know. Why did he go to Zach? Because this fucking family, this fucking Dartmouth clan, <laughs> they're 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 bringing everyone in. They got the hooks in. They the got monsters. the hooks She's all that teaches the you the very monster. valuable lesson. Dude, he that- was using his own sister. He was weaponizing his sister as a sex object. She's all that te- teaches everyone friend. the very valuable lesson that secret societies in Ivy Leagues exist, and all of them are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah. The, no, and like, this is the fucked up thing, is the movie ends with Laney going, you scamp. You I'm scamp. So you made that. You like. You made that. Like here's, let's just take a scene from earlier in the movie, right? Like, here's a weird scene in the movie. And a movie that's full of weird scenes, right? Which I think actually is what makes it so kind of charming and lovable as a movie. Sure. Even though it hasn't aged well, it's not the movie I remember watching when I was in high school, right? Right. It's changed. It hasn't grown up with me, right? It's weird. But no, it's it such a weird film that I think it, it always remains entertaining because it's so weird. Here's a really fucked up moment. So Lainey's downstairs painting a picture of her mother. Right. Right? The very picture that late, later the art teacher's like, oh, whoever's emotionally abusing you, keep that going because you <laughs> painted your mom. And I like it. Now I'll say you can go to college. Right. Uh, approved. Right? Yeah. And just the shittiest very art. Weird. You're like, that's probably how art teachers are. Fine. So Zach comes down into the basement, and she tells the story about her mom, and I didn't cry. I was holding my brother. It's this really nice moment, right? We learn a lot about Laney, and he just goes, yeah, yeah. I can't decide which Ivy League school I want my dad to buy my way into. Ugh. Ugh. And not only that, he hears the tale of the mom dying, and he's like, how can I use this to get those yeah. panties on the floor? Kiss? <laughs> this fucking monster. Monster. It's the most awkward scene of the entire movie, and that's in this movie with a lot of awkwardness. This guy who hears this story of this horrible, horrible, brutal death that this this daughter went through, losing her mother, and he's like, panty dropper? And just, like, moves in for the kiss. That's the thing, right? No, because the movie tries to keep telling us that Zach is a good guy, which there's absolutely no evidence of this. I mean, if you watch this as closely as the Zapruder film, you could not find an ounce of Zach being a good guy, right? 
even when he is going to protect uh, her younger brother, right. that is because I will show you that you need me in your life, right? Because your father is a weak and effectual man. You need me around. I'll bring an army of JV guys. We'll defend the, the lot, right? Right. <laughs> Walking Dead rules, Laney. When he hears that, right, we, we are led to believe that the reason he does not give her the kiss is because maybe he realizes, maybe an emotional epiphany that, wow, I'm a really bad guy, right? Because he says a couple extra times, like, it's just a bet, reaffirming yeah. that he's a piece of shit, right? So in this moment, Constantly. we're led to believe that maybe this is <laughs> Freddie French Jr.'s like, I shouldn't be kissing her and taking advantage of her. I think that's what they think they're telling us, right? So that by the end, we're like, he was a good guy. I think what that's telling me is that he doesn't kiss her and runs away, and he's like, gotcha, bitch. He's like, ha, abandonment issues. I found the fucking kryptonite with which to shatter the last bit of dignity your character has in this movie. <laughs> and it's a serial killer move. That is not a genuine pause of, oh, I'm hurting this girl. That is, I can't wait to twist this knife. (laughs) Yeah, this movie is graduating past, like, Patrick Bateman, and we're now closer to, like, the house that Jack built level of, like, manipulation and terror. Oh, yeah. Like, we're, oh I mean, we're, like, we're one scene away from Laney becoming grumpy. Like, that's how close we are to this. Like, it's... (laughs) Who would have thought we would have got a uh, House of Jack built tie in this episode? I mean, they are the two most despicable uh, guys treating women True. bad characters. Jack we maybe discuss. Jack and He's Zach. So bad. True this is how I hate it, too, is because at the end, when Lainey's like, hey, you made a mockery of my whole life. You've destroyed the, the hard earned independence I've had. Uh, I have no more opinions. My look is that of a cartoon character that your sister drew upon me as she stole my best friend like a succubus. But you're a scamp. I love you. What'd you bet? And he goes, I'll show you. We are led to believe that all of this is fine because Freddie Prinze Jr., tall, beautiful, lean, muscular guy, has to get up in front of the school and show everyone how perfectly beautiful his body is. (laughs) That everyone seeing his probably massive dick (laughs) is ample punishment for the sins of this movie, right? He walks up to get the stage. He has the perfect smile, mm-hmm. actual cheekbones, beautiful hair. He's tanned, abs, again, and a big-ass dick. Again, no adults. Like, oh, I feel ashamed of myself. He throws the ball to Laney mm-hmm. as an absolute fuck you. That's a Magic Mike pro move. It has, absolutely. And then, This is not a man who's ashamed. And she holds the ball so close to her face, it makes me very uncomfortable. Dude, That's been resting in a sweaty those Jimmy Johns, dick and dude. balls. For the last like hour no, that's of graduation, Jimmy John's. yeah, that's Jimmy John's. Smells are free. <laughs> Zachy John's, yeah, lady, lady, quit the falafel shop. She works at Jimmy John's now with all the free smell. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, oh, it's such a fucking, it's such a fucking baffling <laughs> movie. It is. But I think for me, it's so tied to a time when I was actually a high school kid. And the weird thing about this movie is that there is a part of this movie that's you're like, wow, this is very predatory. And the way he walks around talking about women, you're like, I feel like because of movies like this and American Pie was like a big one for my high school generation, right? Yes. I felt like we were trained by these movies and Animal House and all that, that when we're in high school, our only job 
was to look at women as targets to destroy with our dicks. Absolutely. And that is how we were trained to think because all of these high school movies, that is the arc is I have to get someone to fuck me. Yes. And I have to do that sometimes by any kind of fucking scant, you know, scandalous method. Right. This is just the perfect crystallization. This is of the sinister nature of that movie. This is the this is the crystallization of that. This is the yeah. moment. There are no other movies that do that nearly as brutally as she's all that. Make no mistake. No, well, they just literally say, imagine this though. All of I, I started texting other, you know, uh women I know that are about my age. And I was like, Do you guys like She's All That? And they all love that movie. My wife and I was loves like it. that and Pretty in Pink. They're the same fucking Mandela effect where it's they remember them as these lovely rom coms, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this movie is about a boy of privilege, you know, this fucking blessed life, this gilded fucking boy walking through life and just decimating everyone around him so that he can win a bet because his popular girlfriend cheated on him. And so instead of just fucking any of the other girls that I'm sure are lined up and I'm sure he had already fucked, right? He had to walk into this home and decimate this fucking family. True. And I don't think this ends fucking well, right? And so this whole movie is about him nagging her, him lying to her, and him emotionally manipulating her. Even weaponizing her own dead mother against her. Yes. Right? Literally dressing her. In the same outfit that his ex-girlfriend is showing up to the party in. Right? There is not one bit of love, charm, or romance no. in this fucking film. Except for Matthew Lillard watching himself on the real Absolutely. World. This movie's original <laughs> title was She's All That and He's Definitely a Monster. 100%. <laughs> Interesting tidbit here. I She's do- all that is actually the name of his checklist and what he looks for in a victim. He's like, she is all that. Oh, I will attack now. Interesting. It's, it's wild, though, because this is what these movies had been hiding for a long time. Absolutely. Right? In not super subtle ways all the if time. If you watch them when you're uh, older, they're very different. It is baffling to me that this became right, but I, I just it's right there in plain sight. It's it right is. there in plain sight that he's a fucking psycho. But because Freddie Prinze Jr. looks like what every high school girl like, right? You know, how we had weird science. Yeah, and they create a girlfriend. This I is, feel like Freddie Prinze Jr. was that if he's what eighty percent of women would have spit out of the weird science computer. So it's okay that he is a fucking sociopath destroying this awesome female character. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> there is. So how do you feel now that we finished the first pillar? Of the BFF trilogy. I mean, what's important is knowing that Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard's characters found their way to each other and continued their lifelong, eons-long friendship. I they, do want to tell they you... They found each other as mutual scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> Probably got an apartment together. Definitely got an apartment <laughs> together. There is one piece of trivia I want I want to know. Did you Have you ever heard who the, the ghostwriter of this movie is? Carrie Fisher. Uh, no, it is M. Night Shyamalan, actually. 
Wait, what? M. Night Shyamalan ghost wrote this movie. He, uh, I see dead people, M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, M. Night Shyamalan actually was pitching The Sixth Sense while he was being paid to ghostwrite the script for this movie, which basically he rewrote the dialogue, rewrote a lot of the story, apparently rewrote a lot of the Kevin Pollack stuff, which is horrifying, by the way, and then gave it back to the director so that it could be edited into the other writer's tone of voice. So... <laughs> All right, so let's look at this from a couple angles. One that describes why it's absolutely a horror movie. Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. Two, if you saw his avatar, The Last Airbender, that explains why no one acts like an actual human person. <laughs> and it's just decimated by white people. Right? <laughs> yeah. Three, it definitely makes my Ursher is a dead person theory. Definitely. That's what work. I was going to say. Ursher's I the think Bruce the M. Night shyamalan makes <laughs> Ursher the key ingredient in understanding this movie. I knew something was up when uh, Lainey just spontaneously started popping into freestyle raps. <laughs> You're like, something is very off in this scene. Like, Ursher is doing something supernatural uh jesus christ i don't even know what to do with that <laughs> not really sure there's like, anything else the left fuck? after that m night Shyamalan? that is awesome i actually think it makes me uh feel better about everything i've said about this film now i feel i think i feel a like stronger it, foot i think it should too to be honest with you oh yeah, man that's what i mean it's literally just the extra scene if you took out the free smells scene <laughs> And it was just Ursher. <laughs> and he had a dollhouse full of like Kins right. and Barbies. Yeah. And that's what we had watched. We'd be like, oh, that's him. Nice show. Yeah, that makes, makes a lot sense. of sense. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so- there are no werewolves. <laughs> I am so excited we did this because going to the next two is going to make this even sweeter. This is this. This episode worked say- out better than any episode <laughs> I ex- that, that I ever expected it to, to, to be honest with you. I actually do enjoy the time I spend watching this movie with my wife. It is just, I am baffled by mass hypnosis. I want women to under to, to tell me why this movie is something they love and keep telling themselves is a romantic comedy. Fair question. I don't know. I mean, isn't this movie just like Basic Instinct? <laughs> Except we have less like boiled rabbits. <laughs> no, no, that's Anywho. that's that's fatal attraction. Boy, basic fatal instinct attraction. is uh, yeah, same thing. Basic same instinct thing. is undergarments. I mean, both have pubes. That's why I was confused. <laughs> that's enough for she's all that. Good lord, what a dark. I mean, I didn't think we were starting our horror movie marathon until next we're, month. We're, Good we're, lord, we're starting early, guys. Yeah, if you see a Zach, no matter how beautiful he is and how charmed he is, and his puppet master. Ursher is pulling the strings. Hide your fucking daughters in that basement. Lock the door and let them make art out of trash. Good Lord. Uh, all right. The BFF trilogy is off to a good start. Um, Summer Catch is not one that I remember being overly in love with. So I cannot. If Actually, now that I'm thinking about it off the top of my head, I don't know that I could tell you what baseball movie this was. I keep picturing Jessica Biel. She is in it. Yes. She is in it. Okay, so I She's think I in might it. remember. Wilmer Valderrama and uh, Fred Ward from Tremors is also plays the dad. Classic. All right, guys. So uh, 
I hopefully you'll continue this with us uh, and become Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prinze Jr.'s best BFFs with us through all of time and space, right? The primordial human souls in search of their their bonded other, right? The yin and the yang. These are deep, deep movies, as we just uncovered. Uh, if you enjoy our show, which we hope you do, dear God, please, uh, leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show, especially on Apple Podcasts app. A quick couple sentence and a five star means the world to us. We thank you. You can email us, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com, with your suggestions for movies we should cover, other BFF trilogies, new, old, themes, guest host, anything. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Alchemist, to see our faces and some new content coming your way. And we will see you again in the baseball field. Summer catch. We're not in space. Summer catch. We'll see you then. Uh, Yeah, for the film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Dandino.